This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. In your career, is there such a thing as luck or do you simply make your own luck? Today, I talked with a woman who has had her dream career combining her two greatest passions, soccer and online marketing. That's Amanda Vandervoort, who is the director of social media at Major League Soccer. You'll hear how she landed and grew into her dream job and how she uses social media to rally and create the most engaging group of Major League fans out there. Take a listen. You're going to love it. Welcome, Amanda, to the show. Thanks. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Really, really happy. And I I would love for you to tell us the story of your career from the beginning. Give me the whole story of Amanda. Wow. Well, my career, you know, I'm a soccer person through and through. My career started in soccer and and I am uh, one of the, the fortunate few to, to be in something that, that I really love, combining soccer and social media. So mm. my career really started, um, I was the head coach at NYU in New York City um, after I finished my master's degree. Um, and I was there until 2007. I loved it. It was a great place to be. Um, but in 2007, I decided I was done coaching and I wanted to explore my passions in, in technology and media. So what I had studied in school was educational technology, basically teaching teachers at that time, this was in the late nineties, early two thousands, teaching teachers how to integrate computers and technology into their classroom. So in 2007, I left you know, the, the classic story of a backpack on my back, uh, and, uh, moved to San Francisco Mm -hmm. where I started working. I started working for a website, um, with, uh, we called coachsmart.com. We, we were doing, um, creating like practice plans for coaches and creating a social community where they could come and download practice plans for like, um, you know, to help run a soccer practice for of kids course. And, and high school age kids. So kind of started to, I started to merge like soccer and technology and coaching and kind of in this space. And while I was out there, I got wind that women's professional soccer was, was starting back up. And, uh, was really, really passionate about being involved. So I launched a blog and I launched a Twitter and I started talking about what I thought the, the revolution of, of social media could mean to soccer, ultimately to women's soccer. This was in 2000 and, 2007, 2008 and uh, cut the attention of some people in, at a club in, in Chicago. Um, some of my good friends still today, um, Peter Wilt, who was the at one time, the general manager of the Chicago Fire and MLS and a woman named Marsha McDermott, who was the the GM of the club, invited me out to Chicago and helped launch their their brand and digital property. So that's really where I got my start in professional soccer was working for Chicago Red Stars. Um, 
and shortly thereafter moved back to San Francisco to work at the league office in digital media. So I spent a couple years in women's pro soccer. Um, and then that league went through some, some challenges in, in 2010, we, we, you know, shrunk our office. We had maybe 15 people. We shrunk, they shrunk it down to five and, and I was one of the few, uh, digital media wasn't, they didn't need multiple employees in that department. So shrunk down to five and I found my way, luckily Chris Schlosser, who was the, the GM of MLS digital at the time, um, saw, saw value in building a, a social media strategy at MLS and invited me into to help build that. So wow. 2010 came to MLS. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I came, we had 16,000, I can remember it like it was yesterday, 16,000 Twitter followers on the MLS handle. We had a hundred and 140,000 on Facebook and that was it. Um, a great guy there working on, on social media as part of the content editorial team, but we, we wanted to build a comprehensive kind of league strategy that incorporated, um, you know, the editorial team, the video team, the PR team, and the sponsorship marketing team kind of let's, let's figure out what social media is and can be to the company going forward. And I was lucky that, 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 that became my role. So I've been now with major league soccer for, six seasons now. I just finished my sixth season with the league and, um, and, and the future is bright. That is so incredible. Okay. So I have a, I have an early career question for you. <laughs> so, okay. So okay. you're, your first spot. Okay. You're at your head coach at NYU and you know that you yeah. have a passion for digital and you, you're seeing kind of the social movement start to happen and you know, you want to get into the technology space. Would you have taken a position at that time that was not related to soccer or were you so passionate about soccer that you said, I'm going to push until I get the job I want? I believe I would have taken a job not related to soccer at that time. Um, so it became, it was yeah. almost like so <laughs> fortuitous that the two came together. Was it luck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I think we make our luck a lot of times. Mm. Um, and it's about recognizing the opportunity when you're in, in a position, um, to take advantage of it. So a little, I mean, sure. Like, you know, luck's always going to be a little bit of it, but, um, I think honestly, I didn't know what I was going to do when I quit coaching. I, I, I was kind of open to anything and, and found a, a, a great, a great guy in, in San Francisco who wanted to invest in this online, um, uh, community and, and help coaches be better coaches. Um, and, and he was tremendous and, and we both sh had a shared vision for what it could be. And, um, and it just kind of evolved there. So I, I think I would have, I mean, I, listen, I was applying everywhere. I was applying right. to agencies. I was applying to all kinds of companies, but it, it was really hard to go from coaching into yes. business. Like yeah, it's a hard shift for a lot yes. of people to make. Yes. Yeah. So, so I just kind of kept putting myself out there. What really made the difference, I think, for me in, in the long run was investing in my blog, learning WordPress, learning, yep. you know, how to promote myself through social media, how to, I mean, what is Twitter? Like this was, this was 2007, Early. right? Yep. So. Yep. Well, it's funny because yeah, I was just, so. just going to ask you that because that was when you said, you said that women's professional soccer was opening and you said, okay, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to go here and I'm going to do that by building my own presence. Talk to me a little bit about that because I think that is a great example of creating your own destiny and kind of going after something you really want. And it, it's an interesting strategy and I think an important strategy to invest in yourself and your own brand in order to get where you want to go. So tell me more about that. Tell me about the blog you did, that kind of well, stuff. Well, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have, I, I think I had a lot of interest in technology and a lot of interest in, in social, but I didn't, I didn't have working experience in it. Right. I mean, I had been a soccer coach, so I'm on the field. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, scratching practice plans out with a pen and paper and, and that had really been my, my focus. So to be able to, to move my career in the direction from, you know, being on a soccer field, running training sessions and practices with, you know, 25 college athletes every day to shift to say, no, I want to be in the boardroom. I want to be at a computer and I want to, you know, make a difference for women in soccer in a different way or women in sport. Um, I, I, I knew I had the interest in technology and recognized that I needed some real hands-on experience with it. And I wasn't getting any bites from like a, a, you know, companies weren't hiring me because right. I couldn't prove the experience. So right. yeah, no, I launched amandavandervoort.com and I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go deep into this and, and see what, what I can do. So it was just my personal blog. And I was just blogging about, I did see, I mean, I think I did have the foresight at that time to say, okay, hang on a minute. Social media can be really, really powerful for women's soccer, because this is an area where, um, you know, women's sports, even still today, aren't getting a lot of media attention. Right. So the same traditional I thought support. Maybe, they wouldn't get the same traditional support. So, right. So I thought, well, maybe social media could be a way that we can uh, we can prove the value of sport ourselves. And 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 that's really kind of where where it evolved from. I mean, the idea of launching my own blog was literally just to test WordPress and see if I could code a little bit. And uh, and and you know, luckily it worked out. But in doing that, I started, I started blogging and I started saying, here's what I think. I mean, <laughs> you go back into my, oh my gosh, if you were to go back into my 2008 archives, I'd, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it's like, it's just all, you know, it's crazy it's, ideas. Yeah. But at that time it was, it did it was like, and that's what I kind of loved about it. And what I loved about social and the spirit of social media is pushing the boundaries of trying anything that, that that might be humanly possible through social and digital technology was was the spirit of of it and and women's football and women's soccer just soccer in general is um is a bit of a challenger sport in that in that way right that that we can we can shift and change and come up with new ideas on the fly and be dynamic about it and push the boundaries of what traditional media might might have looked like. We we can push those boundaries and our fans are are really um, welcoming to that and acceptive and reactive and and they're part of the spirit of the movement with at the time WPS but but now the NWSL which is the current women's league and major yeah. league soccer and it's like what's been so cool about being in the industry listen, my career has paralleled the growth of, of social media and I've been really lucky to be in it since, since the beginning. Right. I mean, they've both really exploded over the past couple of years and, and it feels like a movement and it's, that's, it's been so powerful to be part of. And I, I guess I kind of started as, as part of the movement myself. It's really, really, and both an exciting and inspiring story. And uh, there's a lot to take away, even if you're not in um, in sports or even if you don't have a passion for for sports. It's just I love that you really created your own destiny and and had this path where both your kind of personal career and the sport 
and social media all just kind of took off at the same time. It's it's a really, really inspiring story. I love it. So tell me, Thanks. tell me a Thanks. little, of course, it's great. Tell me a little bit. So when you got to MLS, so they had, um, mm-hmm. you know, a re- for them, a relatively small community. Um, and then you were coming in and you were looking at creating sort of a strategy for this and a, a broader strategy. Talk to me a little bit about the approach you took um, and what you've done at, it's now been, you said seven years, right? Is it seven years you've been there? I just finished my sixth season. Wow. So five years in total, but I came in 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 the middle of 2010. So, you know, I think the first thing, the first thing was, was really getting a handle on, on what we, what we had. So I came in in 2010, it was the launch of MLS digital. So, um, Chris Schlosser, who's now our, our vice president, um, he was the GM at the time and he launched the, the whole side of the business for major league soccer and was, is a total visionary in the space. And, um, really he and I sat down and, and, and took a look at all the platforms we had and what was evolving in the space and, you know, and, and philosophically how we wanted to approach, uh, approach digital media. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was social. Um, it's, it's, kind of the big picture of digital and and it wasn't just him and me I mean it was a it's a whole group of people that have been involved in the whole process from Greg Lawless who's now our VP of content and Jason Sagini who oversees our our video I mean it really the the team of people that's been involved has been really really powerful and and it's taken um I mean even if I I, I look back from from very early days I was living in San Francisco at the time when I when I started working with MLS and and the company said, no, we we feel so strongly about the impact that social media can be to the core of our business. We want social media to be located in, in New York. So I, I relocated to New York City to be part of the league and wow. um, help build help build the project um, in the city. And and it it's taken what I think the most powerful thing is that philosophy and that even top down approach. The commissioner has is he's really socially adept. He, he loves his Twitter. He's literally on it all the time. Uh, he launched a Facebook recently. So he's, he's really, um, invested in social mm-hmm. and is very, um, I don't know, he's really proactive about engaging in, in the space. And I think that that is very, um, I don't know, it's almost freeing as an employee of the company when, when the top, like the main boss is like, what you do is important to MLS and to the future of the league. And so keep doing it. Like that spirit is kind of from the very beginning, what has allowed us to grow and, and build a strategy and a philosophy that's, you know, grown over time. But from the very beginning, I guess that's, kind of what I'm getting at the core of it has been a, a top down social media is important to this business. And so we're going to invest here. We're going to, Amanda, you're going to live in New York city. You're going to build a staff. Like we're going to invest in this space because we know it's important. Yes. And we talk about that a lot on all the social ladies is, is how to rally and get kind of what we call the C-level support. Uh, and it's so much better when you have uh, a group that you don't need to convince that's already bought into that. <laughs> and so it's like a huge, that's uh, a yeah. huge deal. So that's amazing. Okay. So you, so you moved to New York okay. and you're building a team. So yeah. tell me um, a little bit about the philosophy behind the strategy of MLS. Like, how are you, how are you building and why are you there? And then tell me a little bit about the structure, what networks you're on and and what your approach is. Sure. So, I mean, our strategy um, is to be the most engaging, 
the most engaging league in, in, in social media. I mean, we ultimately, we want to grow the fan base and, and drive revenue through our social channels and, and yeah. all of our digital properties. But, you know, it always boils down to those core things, right? Cause we're, we're building a business and, and we're building a league. So mm-hmm. how can we use social media to, to do those things? And, and we see, um, our fans, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're so strong in engagement. We have one of the most engaging social properties across, you know, across all sports leagues. We have a younger fan base um, and, and, and more active channels just consistently. I mean, our, we, we just launched our Snapchat. Our fans are amazingly engaged on our Out Snapchat. Out of control, I'm sure. It's the most it, fun it, of all the networks. It is so much fun. Yeah. And, and, fun? and so we've, Oh, we love it. We love, love it. it. Absolutely. We love it. And, um, so we've, it, I guess over time it's evolved, but, but our core philosophy of, of being engaging, being honest, being authentic, um, have, have survived th- through the, through the years. And so we've built a team, which is, which is myself. So, um, I'm the, the senior director of social media, I've got, um, uh, a manager who is focused primarily on on our content, right? So he he is our voice and our tone of our social channels and manages the schedule. So he's overseeing um, the fact that we have somebody we call it on the desk, but we have somebody on the desk who's basically doing community management um, during the day shift and during the night shift, and then we always have game day coverage. So I could look any look anywhere from one to. 10 people kind of depending on what game it is and what level priority it is. So, um, that's my manager of content. He has a coordinator that reports to him and he manages a team of freelancers actually who help kind of run the day-to-day content. And then we, on the other side of the business, we've got a business manager who's helping with, um, anything from sponsorship sales. So how do we integrate, um, Ah, sponsors sponsors into our programming? Right, right, right. That's the money word. <laughs> That's great. So that is, uh, is that then yeah. attributed to social revenue? If somebody sponsors and they have that incorporated, that can be part of the social revenue mix because it helps you uh, right. obviously selling sponsors. That's phenomenal. Right, right. I mean, the trick, right, is creating creating sponsored programming that's uh, authentic and integrated. It's not cheesy. Yes, right? totally, so. totally. Yes. Yes. And, and he's fantastic. So we actually just brought him on the team, um, in the past six months and he's been working on building out what 2016 is going to look like. So, um, so that's kind of how the team is, is, is broken out. Yeah. 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 And we're in the same space as anybody as you start to talk about sponsorship, trying to figure out how, how to, how to create the most effective programming that, that both is, um, you know, engaging for the fans. So they feel, um, you know, they feel that, the. I mean, it's, I probably said the word authentic 10 times already on this no, phone call, but it really is not true. core. To- <laughs> yes. Yes. It's core. It's it really core. core to- you, right. It, it is all yeah, about but authentic. Exactly. And then also serves the value proposition of the brand and why they're involved in major league soccer in the first place. Cause we want them to, you know, have space in, in our, in our social communities that makes sense for them and their brand too. So, um, yeah, so that's how the team's broken out. It's kind of um, where we're at today, and and right now we're we're literally in in the middle of building our 2016 planning. Oh, that's exciting! And you uh, mentioned that your overarching strategy is just to be the most engaging league in professional sports. And looking at at that overarching approach, how do you index your success? Do you index against other other leagues? Do you index against yourself on improvement? How do you know what you're doing is working and when? How do you set your KPIs? I'd say, uh, 
I'd say a little bit of both, but specifically yep. the things we measure, the things we measure are growth, yep. um, engage, growth engagement. We measure, um, referral traffic to the website from our social properties. And yep. specifically, we also look at our, our video views and, and consumption there, um, across social. Cause that's been a really interesting space to play in, in the last 12 to 18 months. Absolutely. Um, as, yeah, so those are the, the game, kind of the really. four things we measure. Yeah, I think yeah, video definitely. how it's, it's worked. I mean, it's just been a total game changer. And how about uh, social advertising in terms of how you get your message out and amplify it? Are you using social advertising beyond your own communities? Have you played with that yet? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we use it um, pretty extensively. I mean, Facebook and, and Twitter specifically, but it's we you know, it's a great way to reach a targeted audience and, and promote your message beyond the, the folks that would normally see it. I mean, there's a listen, there's a ton of people in even in the U.S. and Canada alone who who love soccer, who may not have already expressed an interest in MLS or one of our clubs. So we we definitely leverage the the value of, of uh, you know, of targeted marketing to be able to help them learn more about MLS. I love it. And you mentioned you just launched Snapchat. Are there any other networks mm -hmm. that you're considering or playing with or something that you're you're trying that's new? Me and, and my team, we're really inspired, I would say, by, um, it, by influencers on platforms. So, you know, where I might not... Uh, places we look to are like people who've taken Snapchat and just done crazy stuff with it and, yeah. and really stretched the boundaries and limits of, of what Snapchat can be. So we actually partnered for the World Cup um, in 2014 in Brazil. We partnered with a Snapchat celebrity named Sean Doris. Okay. And he launched our Snap, he launched our Snapchat account. This is maybe 18 months ago. Um, and he taught us through launching, helping us launch our account. It was great because we could leverage the power of his network, bring, you know, potential fans over to the MLS account. But through his leadership, really in that project, we learned so much about the platform and ways we could use it or stretch it or what people were even, what fans were even interested in learning about on that platform. So as we look to kind of new innovations and new technologies, we're always looking for those people who've who've taken an early lead on a platform like Snapchat, or today we're looking at Periscope. People who've, who've taken, um, you know, those platforms and just done cool stuff with them. And we, we try and invite some of those innovations into our space. So right now we, we launched, I would say the one we're really trying to figure out at the moment is, is Periscope. Yes. Um, well, because I we would built, imagine it also you know, presents challenges, right? Doesn't, doesn't Periscope present challenges hmm. when something's, when you're looking at broadcasting a game and then, there's a lot of live broadcast of it. Is that a challenge that you guys look at or is that more for the networks to solve? Listen, the networks are our are, are most powerful partners. So yep. anything that, that they're solving, we're solving with them. Yep. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, as far as I was concerned, I think, um, I, I think there's a great opportunity to see, you know, I don't know it all has to be in like focused on game footage. I think there's right. a lot of ways we can get to know players we can get to see behind the scenes maybe you're in the tunnel or maybe you're in the locker room when all the you know jerseys are set out and maybe there's q and a's with players at preseason i mean there's all kinds of different ways to interact that don't conflict with with some of the things you know that kind of the path you're going down with, with the broadcast stuff i mean i think there's a lot of really dynamic interesting awesome ways to bring the story to life through live streaming that um and a more behind-the-scenes really approach. I mean, it gives you an exclusive behind-the-scenes sort of approach, which is great. Yeah, yeah, potentially. So we partnered. We actually partnered with this, with Twitter 
Um, The last day of the season is called Decision Day. So we partnered with Twitter around that day, and we enabled – Twitter was fantastic. They sent Twitter mirrors to all of our clubs and and really helped us – go really deep into the Twitter platform and reach millions of fans that, that we may not have, have reached um, otherwise. So Twitter's brought incredible power to, to the table for us. But, you know, on our side, what we did is we leveraged all of their tools and technologies to, to deliver um, a rich experience to our fans through um, Twitter, Vine, and Periscope. And with Periscope, what we did is we launched a Periscope from each of our 10. All the games happened at the same time basically, on decision day. And we launched Periscopes from every single one of our markets in succession. So we took the viewer basically in into 10 cities within a four-hour stretch and gave them a behind-the-scenes look live and allowed them to ask questions and interact with players and wow. take them in the tunnel behind the scenes, you know, all live. Um, and, and it was, I mean, I'd never seen anything that wide from, yeah. you know, city to city across the before and we were we were really really proud of it but that was just a dip in the toe or a, a toe dip in the pool of what I think the power of of a platform like that can be over time so you know that's one of the ones we're exploring at the moment I love that I love that and what would you say Amanda <laughs> is the biggest challenge facing MLS today in social our biggest challenge is probably the fact that there are so many platforms out there and so much cool stuff we can be doing um, that, that making sure that we're focusing our efforts and, and, um, you know, leveraging the resources that we do have to be the best we can be at, at whatever that particular activation is, as opposed to spreading ourselves too thin. (laughs) I mean, the shiny, shiny object syndrome for sure. Like when you see every new network, it's like, it's so hard to avoid not immediately jumping on it and saying, Oh, let's do this. You know? So it's like, you have to, you have to pick and choose the right for you for sure all right yeah, and, last, and for our fans right? yes exactly what works best um and yeah. last question for you is um we have a lot of young listeners and a lot of people who and particularly young women who are aspiring uh, to a career in social media marketing and and uh perhaps even at mls so tell me what your uh advice would be for young aspiring amandas i guess in my own experience you know the idea of of trying things um, and, 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 and getting the practical experience is, is important. So, you know, even if you're not, um, I don't know, the first thing I always do is go look and, and see anybody who applies to work with me. I go and look at all their social media, right? If you want to work in social media, put your Twitter handle on your resume. I mean, that's, like, that's yep. kind of one of those little simple things, but, um, to me, it makes a difference. Um, you you would be amazed at, at the amount of, of applications we get that don't have any social presence on them and, and they're applying for social media jobs. So it's a little thing, but um, to me, it's it's a big one. And more than anything, though, I think um, I think networking and networking is a hard one, right? Um, it's an intimidating one to to walk into a room of of professionals who who you know, you, you, you know, there's value potentially in getting to know them or, or meeting them, but bring a friend. Do you think the power of in-person is, is powerful? I don't know. There's a lot of networking events in a lot of cities, you know, across the country. There's, there's, um, social media networking meetups. Um, there's women in sports and entertainment. Um, there's a lot of, of groups like that, um, to meet up with. For me, I've, I've found my networking through the National Soccer Coaches Association of America, who I started with 15 years ago, a, a woman, my college coach, actually, her name's Ann Moore. She said, 
there's this women's committee meeting down the hallway. She said, I want you to come um, and, and, you know, meet all these women in the game. And, and I said, okay, that's cool. I'll come. Um, and, and now 15 years later, I'll, I'm actually going to be the president of the NSCAA in, in January. That's incredible. Um, so, so I started my, my coach grabbed my hand and said, come to this meeting. And I rose, I, you know, I went to this meeting, I, I put my hand up and I said, I will volunteer to do, you know, the email newsletter. And then it volunteered that I was updating a section of the website. And then it volunteered that I was running the women's committee. And then I volunteered for the board of directors and, and then, you know, and, and, and now my leadership has progressed in that area. And it's, that that ability to to network in in communities where you really have a lot of passion it might not necessarily be social media but for me it's through soccer and soccer coaching but i've i've volunteered for email newsletters and social media stuff in soccer right through women's groups That's so I, I just think networking is is incredibly powerful and if if you say you're going to do something do it and follow through even if you you know the the value to yourself even if other people aren't saying aren't may not be recognizing it today they will down the line and and if you hold true to your own values and your own sense of commitment and responsibility um it it will pay off it will I love that I love that Amanda because a lot of people talk about networking and I think that that's key but what you tapped into there with the importance of follow through is that I think something that is often missed. I love when I talk to young people about that, about, you know, do what you say and say what you do, you know, and be unafraid to say what you do. Yeah. But in doing that, you also have to do what you say, you know, so it's like, yeah, you really have to be accountable to who you are. Well, I, I just love talking you, to you today and tell me where people <laughs> can find you. I know on Twitter for sure where they can find you and um, where they can follow Major League Soccer. Yeah, well, uh, I'm on Twitter. Vandy01, V-A-N-D-E-Y-01 is my Twitter. And uh, yeah, you can you can get us Major League Soccer's at MLS on Twitter. So we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on um, Vine. We're on Periscope, which I talked about. We're on Snapchat. And we're on Tumblr. MLS on Tumblr as well. So awesome. Um, come follow us. And, and if you have insights or ideas or just want to talk social or soccer, I'm up for it. All right, Amanda, we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for being a fabulous social lady. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, Sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likable Media. Likable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likable.com.